Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. everybody and for those who haven't um, um, I'll call it a pleasure had the pleasure of meeting me um, my name is Makarita and um, and this is this is my Fano and um, and this is my Turanga Waiwai um, and you know this is my place of connection and um, and so it is um, with um, much honor that I um, share with you this morning so I've got to finish at 10 past 11, so I've got to keep an eye on the time. Um, but I started with that song, right? Like, what was that song called? Does anybody know? You Give Love a Bad Name, right? Um, because really, 2020, <laughs> um, right? It's like, it's like 2020, I was looking forward to 2020 at the end of last year. It was like, things are looking good. And then it's like, okay. Not so good. Um, so I'm going to get a little bit of participation for all of you introverts who don't want to do that. Don't. Um, so words and phrases to describe the 2020 we've had. What are some of the common phrases we've heard people use for 2020 and COVID? Lockdown, what else? Unprecedented times. The new norm? Challenging. Quarantine, right? And we've all become um, we've all become scientists, and we've all become microbiologists overnight, and we all know about genomes and sequencing. Um, and um, and I just I just call this this year the year when we used to cough to hide a fart, but now we fart to hide a cough. Um, so. Um, Um, so I want to I want to start I want to start um, by by saying kia ora and thank you um, to to my Fano right um, there's been um, so so there, there's there's uh, there was this thing called Westfield Local Hero and um, and I was nominated for it and then I won it which meant that <laughs> kia ora kia ora. But it was a voting thing, and it took all your votes to do it, right? And, and of course, I'm sorry, I've got lots of cousins. Um, so, <laughs> so their votes did it too. Um, but I really want to thank you all for your support. Um, and this morning, as I share, I, I, I start with this because this was part of God's goodness um, at a time when, um, so because my, the organisation I work for, A Girl Called Hope, um, we won $10,000 towards our work for, um, you know, with this award. And, um, and so, you know, I had to take one for the team because I hate photos. I hate being in front of, um, like, in, with attention, which doesn't look like it because I'm up here. <laughs> but anyway, um, but 
um, you know, at a time when this happened, um, our organisation was facing a lot of challenges, and um, and you know there was there were things being said about us that was totally contrary to our practice and our culture of respect and honour. So it was a really challenging and a really hard time, um, and so it was massive that this Australasian organisation would actually recognise our mahi. And, um, and, you know, it, was, it is an Australasian um, uh, organisation, the Centre Group and, and Westfield. Um, and, and it was just incredible because people nominated and then they had to actually go through a screening process and um, interview and, and all the rest of it. Um, and so that at the end of 2020... Um, with unprecedented times and um, and all of this, you know, everybody um, not coughing, coughing, whatever, you know, you're doing and, and people giving the evils when people cough. Um, you know, there was one thing that actually helped um, through this whole year that, um, that I want to look at this morning and that's gratitude, yeah? Um, and so... Um, I want to look at um, Luke chapter 17, um, verses 11 to 10, and looking at a lifestyle of gratitude. Oh, did I just push that? Sorry. Okay. So, a lifestyle of gratitude. Um, And so let's look at Luke chapter 17. Um, uh, As Jesus continued, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. This is um, a story that that really does... This is a story that really does inspire um, a lifestyle of... Have I done it again? A lifestyle of, of, of gratitude. Um, and, uh, and, and this is from my heart. And, and this is what, um, you know, what Vic asked me to, to, to bring this morning is something from my heart. And with this, with this story, right, um, I've just pulled out a couple of things that I want to encourage you with this morning, right? Um, one of them is this, be thankful in the tough times. Yeah? Now, these lepers, right? Leprosy, leprosy um, for those of you, like many of you actually support um, the leprosy mission. Um, so you might have some understanding um, about leprosy. But leprosy is a really hideous disease. Yeah? And it was really hideous back um, in biblical times. Um, because it attacks the body, um, leaving sores, um, leading you know to even missing fingers, um, because there's a loss of sensation of the nerve endings, right? So can you imagine not having any sensation on your nerve endings? You're not going to know if you're actually leaning against something really hot and scalding, because you you don't have that sensation there to tell you, 
right? The way our, our bodies are made. But in um, biblical times, and what we see with this group of 10, this is how lepers traveled because they were isolated. They were isolated from their whānau. They were isolated from their community. They were their own community. But they're a community of outcasts, right? So they traveled together looking for food. And um, when, when that's, uh, at the start of the scripture, it says that they yelled out to Jesus, yeah? Master, have mercy on us, yeah? They yelled. They did a lot of yelling. They used to go down the streets yelling that lepers were coming, that they were coming, so that people could get out of the way, yeah? Because nobody wanted them around. And so there was all this yelling, and they're yelling to Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus says to them, go to the priest, right? Not because the priest will bless them, but the priest was the one who would actually declare whether they were clean or not. So the priest is the one charged with checking their bodies and checking to see if um, their leprosy was cleansed or not. Yeah? And so um, they, what they did was they walked, and as they walked, they were healed. Yeah? So he didn't say, oh, you're healed now. He said, go to the priest. And then as they went, they became healed, right? And so we look at, at, um, we look at, at the, the one that came back, you know, and how grateful he was in the toughest of times when he is, um, he, he's, he's um, what do you call it? He's an outcast, yeah? He's an outcast. He's a Samaritan, right? And Jesus said at the end, why didn't anyone else come back except for this foreigner, right? So he's a foreigner and he's, he's an outcast within that group. So who knows what would have happened after the healing? Would he still be friends with those people? Who knows, right? Because he is still seen as an outcast because he's a Samaritan. But in the toughest of times, he remained grateful and he came back to thank um, he came back to, to, to thank the healer, right? And um, Viktor Frankl, who wrote um, this really awesome book, um, uh, Man's Search for the Meaning of Life, yeah? Um, he was in a concentration camp and, um, and he survived, but he survived um, because one of the things he, he did, he focused on, was gratitude, right? But he says this, right? The one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. So the last of one's freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. And so, you know, we hear this platitude about an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> I re you know, but, but the, <laughs> I slid it in there. Um, <laughs> Tim's been mocking me about saying attitude of gratitude. But it is, right, that platitude. Um, but, but like Viktor Frankl says, right, it's one of the freedoms is us to choose. We can choose our attitude no matter what, yeah? We can choose our attitude in the midst of false accusations, in the midst of um, people gossiping about us, yeah? In the midst of, um, uh, you know, judging ourselves because their parenting seems better than mine, yeah? Um, they have the sweetest kids and mine are running around and they're under there and they're on the drums, you know? So, so it's like, 
it's, it's we can choose our attitude in the midst of all of, of, all of that. Um, the second thing I want to share is about being thankful in the times of God's goodness. So as much as we are thankful in those really tough times, the one who came back, he was thankful in the time of God's goodness. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be so relieved after I've been like, you know, okay, God, we've got to get through this, we've got to get through this, and then we'll get through it. And then I'm so relieved, and I go around like celebrating with all my friends, and I actually forget to thank God, yeah, um, because I, I kind of expected it. And so, you know, this is about bringing my heart back to being thankful in in the times of God's goodness, what can I be thankful for? What can, can I um, identify and, um, and celebrate? And that's been a massive part of the journey of 2020 when um, there's been all of this uncertainty. Yeah? Um, now, if you're not sure how to give thanks um, to God, um, try this. Um, there's this book called the Bible, um, and there's this book in the Bible called Psalms. And, um, and so, you know, David, who is, um, uh, who, who is credited for um, writing most of the, the Psalms, right? David was a really messy guy, yeah? Um, he was messy. He, he was really wise and he was very poetic, um, but he also manipulated a situation um, so that he could get the girl, yeah? Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it, I'm, not, I'm not rubbishing David. I'm saying he's very real, right? And that's us, right? The messiness of life, yeah? Um, all of the amazing things um, of David and his rule, um, as king, um, and all, you know all of that, plus all of the messiness of of lust and greed, yeah. And so, but David wrote this, and David wrote this psalm, which this is a really short psalm, yeah. So um, I'm not going to ask you to memorize it. <laughs> We're not that sort of church people, um, but um, there are beautiful lines in this in this psalm that. Um, can help us to give thanks. When we're not sure of how to give thanks, just read the Word, yeah? The Word will give you um, that power and that inspiration so you can shout for joy to the Lord all the earth, yeah? And worship Him with gladness and come before Him with joyful songs. You don't have to sing in tune, yeah? It doesn't say that. It's just, just sing, yeah? Um, so, gratitude, and I want us to look at a thankfulness that compels action, right? You know, um, again, the one who came back, right? He had gone and then he realized, like everyone else realized, because on their way they were healed, but he reversed his steps, right? He reversed his steps and he put everything on hold to go and give thanks. Everything on hold. He put the priest on hold. Because remember, the priest's going to declare him clean. Then he's free, and then he's going to be um, welcomed back into community, right? He put his family on hold because his family would be waiting to welcome him back. Not that they knew he was healed yet, but he put them on hold, and he came back to the cause of his celebration, yeah? 
And so, you know, I want to encourage you in this lifestyle um, of gratitude is to to take your time, right? In the tough times, be grateful um, in the and look for what you can be grateful for. Yeah, um, we um, often. Sorry, Fraser. I, I thought I was doing something wrong. Um, <laughs> Um, and so as we look at this lifestyle, I, I just want to look at a couple of um, words that are actually in um, the scripture that we looked at, right? And we're going to look first at verse 15, right? In verse 15, it says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, yeah? And so um, the, the Greek word is, um, this is how it sounds, not how it's spelt, but I couldn't find the Greek characters. Um, but the Greek word um, is um, hyatha which is purely a medical term, right? And so healing, yeah, gratitude, healing, um, and this medical term, right, which means it, it means to mend, it means to repair. Um, so it's like a broken bone finally mending, right? And so this, this guy, he saw he was healed, he saw he was mended, he saw he was patched up. And what did it lead him to do? It led him to action, to return, to give thanks, right? Verse 17, Jesus asked, we're not all 10 cleansed, right? And so this cleansing word um, is this word, um, can someone say that? Katharidzo, right? And it's the root word for, um, all the nurses will love this, um, it's the root word for um, catheter, right? Um, Which is a medical word in part, and it means to remove the impurities, right? And so the Jewish connotations of that word um, are important too, because to be cleansed was exactly what the priest would be looking for. The priest is looking for um, them being being cleansed, and then he would declare that, that cleansing, right? So healing, mending, cleansing, removing the impurities. And then in verse 19, it's your faith has made you well, right? Jesus says to this very thankful man, go, your faith has made you well, right? And that word, sozo, which means saved. And the Greeks used it for um, for people who escaped dangerous situations, right? And, you know, even Matthew, when he starts his gospel, he uses this word, but the idea is when you're healed, you're saved, yeah? And, and think about it for these lepers, right? When they were mended, when they, um, all the impurities are gone, they're saved. Saved for what? Saved back into community again, right? Saved back into relationship. Relationship with, um, with, with their communities, and so this, you know, lifestyle of, of gratitude um, to me is a lifestyle of wellness because wellness only comes when we are in community, yeah? Wellness comes when we're not isolated but we're actually being cared for um, and we're caring for, right? Now, research has long um, held that, that gratitude is associated with um, better psychological outcomes, yeah, um, and psychological um, well-being. But a friend's daughter um, last year and her colleagues at Auckland University 
published a, um, their research, um, and it was called Gratitude More Than Just a Platitude, um, in which their research shows a link between gratitude and improved physical well-being. And so, you know, Jesus saying to, um, to, to this leper, go now, your faith has saved you, right? That gratitude has led to the physical um, healing as well. Now, you know, people, um, people often ask me, well, how have you gotten through um, 2020? And, um, well, I'm a hero, um, so... <laughs> There's that. Um, no, kidding. Um, right? But they, ha- they ask, how, how are you able to keep cracking jokes, um, you know, and, and to keep smiling, keep being positive and kind? Um, you know, particularly when, like, you know, and, and I'm not the only one in this room, right? Particularly when your integrity is being questioned, right? Um, and integrity is my highest value. Yeah, um, and you know how do how do you do it? Particularly when you don't even know if you're going to have a job to go back to after lockdown, right? How do you do that? How how do you do it? And um, and you know, I have a lot to be grateful for, and I really want to encourage you. Yeah, um, you know, every day I give thanks that I just even get to go to work. Yeah. Um, and every day I give thanks for, for the, um, you know, the freedoms I've enjoyed this year because, let's face it, New Zealand's in a really good position compared to most of the rest of the world, right? Um, maybe not compared to, um, you know, one of those tropical islands um, that doesn't have um, any COVID. But, um, you know, New Zealand's in a really, really good place, right? Um, you know, I've got a friend, one of my besties, who's been in lockdown in Melbourne for five months, yeah, and she lives on her own, and she's running a church, you know, she's the pastor at the church. So that's tough. That's really tough. So I've got a lot to be grateful right here, yeah. I give thanks for my um, my warm home, but I also have a really warm-hearted neighbour um, um, who is absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, you know, for the aroha that um, has been extended to um, our team um, over this challenging time from um, from other mental health organisations who reached out to us. You know, um, I have I'm grateful that I get to you know even over Zoom, as difficult it was, I could still try and connect with a lot of our people over Zoom. Right, so. So I really, 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 really rate gratitude, yeah? Uh, Because without that sense of gratitude, I kind of had nothing to look forward to, yeah? Uh, Because otherwise it's just, it's miserable, yeah? And so my encouragement to you is look for the things you can be grateful for. And I want to finish, just checking time, great. I want to finish with this. I want a gratitude rumble. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Yeah, I'm just going to invite people um, because um, we've only got one mic. Um, do you mind running it? Okay, so I want to invite people to really share what they're grateful for today, right? Um, whether it's a thing right now or a thing for your whole year, I think it would be really nice for us to finish as a group just hearing a lot of the gratefulness that's in the room, right? Um, so... Nick is going to run the mic. Run. <laughs> Who wants to start off? So anyone, if you want to stand up, you can. 
I was really grateful that we finished our renovation and we had a functioning kitchen this year. <laughs> um, I'm really grateful for my daughter. Um, she's 22 and last night we were fishing and 11 o'clock at night we finished and um, she yells out, stop the car, stop the car. And we stop the car and she runs out and um, there's a guy lying unconscious, you know, jumping cones, had too much to drink. And I'm terrified. She runs up there. Are you all right? She's immediately trying to talk to him. Have you called an ambulance? My husband's also right in there. And I think to myself, I'm, my daughter is not going to church. And I think, oh, she, you know, she's not here with God and wanting, you know, but she's got a heart for loving people and putting it into action and not having any fear. And I'm grateful for her and what she does because I haven't got the courage to do what she does. Um, we're grateful for our six-week-old baby that's really healthy and well. <laughs> I'm grateful to have my mum who's recently joined church with us. She's come from another church to here, and I'm grateful to have her with me. I'm grateful to be here too. <laughs> I'm also grateful for my mum who became a Christian at the age of 73 last year, and her life's been amazingly changed. I'm always grateful for the ocean. I just think it's incredibly, um, it's sort of mystical and it's just very, very powerful. I think, yay, let's keep it clean, um, look after what we've got. I'm just grateful that God brought us here this year and it's been quite a year and it quite an adventure and that we've just settled in and the kids are settled at school and he brought us just before lockdown so we're really grateful for that and for finding our home here at church. <laughs> um, I'm really grateful for the kids I work with. I'm a reading recovery teacher at a local school and um, I build up amazing relationships with them. And they share lots of really neat things with me. And it's just neat to be able to work one-on-one -on -one with kids. I love my job. So we moved home last weekend. And I'm really grateful for the family and the friends. And particularly Al, um, who came, and Simon at the back, who came and for five hours moved all the heavy furniture. I'm grateful because this morning we just had a really beautiful moment walking along the beach and there was um, a pot of dolphins, like way off. We didn't see them for ages and then they're doing massive jumps. And I was just grateful for those moments when you just see things that, you know, are going on all the time but you don't actually look and then you look out and you think, oh my goodness. Sorry. 
I'm just grateful for the last two weekends I've been able to spend time with um, my extended family. The first weekend I was with my mum and my sisters, which is particularly precious right now. And last weekend I got to see my granddaughter turn five. So it was, it's just been a special time. We've been really, really busy in the last few months. And then the last two weeks we've had family time, which has been pretty cool. Yeah, grateful for home group this year. We've been able to really chew over and discuss lots of challenges of life and, and what it means to follow God. So it's been something to be grateful for. And I'm grateful that my school exams are done. <laughs> and I'm grateful for Nick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, um, and, and, you know, grateful to Fraser and the team um, with all the technical stuff this morning, eh? Like, um, you guys were stellar. Thank you very much. Um, so let me pray, yeah? God, for, um, for kitchens, for mums, for um, the, the end of exams, um, for those wonderful, beautiful moments that you gift us, dolphins, grandchildren, um, Lord, you know, the, the, the beauty of your creation. We give you thanks this morning, Lord. We breathe in um, your goodness, Lord, and we breathe out thanks to you. And God, I pray that as we go through today, that we would um, notice um, and that we would take the opportunity uh, to give gratitude to somebody, um, to give gratitude to you, Lord. Lord, that our lives would become lives that pour out gratitude and, and that our lives um, pour out of an overflow of gratitude, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you that you are faithful to us. We thank you that despite all of um, the messiness that this year has held, that this year has also held some amazing surprises for people, Lord. Um, where they've been surprised by you, where they've been surprised by themselves, and um, where they've been surprised by um, your goodness through other people, Lord. We thank you. And so we go today, Lord, um, with hearts full of thanks to you. Amen. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast. 